0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft Driver and Gig Economy News, powered by uberliftdrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to another week of RideShare Rodeo co-host editions. Uh, this week, my co-host will be Zach. Drives fast, but first, you guys, I have a quick announcement. Um, I am very excited to welcome Team Solo onto our sponsors. In fact. I am so excited because what Solo does is amazing. And over the, over the next few months, I will be introducing you and taking you into Solo, just in little parts um, at a time, and um, trying to introduce you to everything it can do, as well as like talk to you as they launch in new cities, because they are blowing up. Now, I'm just going to say a little bit today to get your whistles wet. Okay. Solo can seamlessly manage your gig business. Track your income, mileage, and taxes automatically in one dashboard. Guarantee your daily pay rate. Optimize your schedule using community-driven pay predictions that Solo guarantees. And we'll get to that in a second. Compare your performance. See who's earning the most and how you stack up with other solopreneurs in your city. How a daily income guarantee works. Okay, so know what what you'll make. We crunch the numbers using community data to show you how much you can expect to earn at any hour of the week for jobs in your city. We guarantee the pay predictions you see. If you earn less over the course of your daily schedule, we will pay you the difference. You, You cash out. For any day you didn't earn what we predicted, we'll add the difference to your wallet at the end of the week. So you guys, Solo. Solo. Started off in Seattle. I interviewed the CEO, Bryce Bennett. Um, I think it was, geez, has to be about eight, nine months ago now. And they were only in Seattle. Now they're currently available in Seattle. Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Atlanta, Nashville, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin, and soon to be coming to other cities all over the place. This app is amazing. By next week, I will have the affiliate link in there. Also, you will see it up on uberliftdrivers.com. And I'm going to try and get each and every one of you to love this like I do. Because this is amazing. So what you're doing is you're taking apps like Shipt even, Instacart, Uber Eats, Uber, Lyft, uh, DoorDash, Grubhub, GoPuff. Uh, They've got so many on here. And you are literally, you're not signing up for new apps. You're putting in there the apps that you already work. You're putting in when you're going to work. And the prediction models are breaking it down for you and saying, this is how much you'll make. Now, if you don't make that much and you work what you say you're going to on which platforms, and we'll get into this in a little more in detail starting next week, but they'll pay the difference. So if so, if you think you're going to make $20 on shipped on any given day per hour, let's just make it easy. But in the Solo app, it says 33 And you're like, well, I guess, you know, maybe I won't work ship that day. I'm going to work Uber Eats. I've been making 25 on Uber Eats on that same day. But maybe in the Solo app, it says, well, on ship you're going to make 33 or $35, not 20 Now you're going, but I know I can make 25 on Uber Eats. Well, if you take the prediction model on Solo and you don't make the 33 or 35 that it says you will make, they'll pay you the difference. So whatever you're seeing in the prediction model is going to be your pay. Pretty amazing. Huh. I'm going to leave your whistle wet with that because I still need to get into the nuts and bolts and really digest this so that I can present it to you guys in an amazing way how I see it and how many others are seeing it. And you're about to see it blow up like we've seen so many other things do. So, that said, we are going to jump into my co-host here and bring him on and uh, get into today's podcast. But before I do that, there's one other thing I want to give kudos to and plugs. Middleton Tech. You guys, check out Middleton Tech. Middletontech.com. Maximoapp.com. Driver Utility Helper. Maximo. Maximo. Filter all of the types of rides you want, earn how you want, earn how much you want, where where you want to go, what your what your boundaries are, how far you want to drive, what area you want to be in. There are thousands of filters in these apps. And best of all, auto accept and decline. So all those trash door dash orders that come through, you won't have to hit no. This thing just does it for you and tells your phone to zip it also by doing that you are concentrating on the road and driving and not touching your phone all the time wow okay guys i'm gonna bring on zach and uh we're gonna get into it i guess this week actually uh zach thank you for co-hosting co-hosting this week's podcast well thank you for Uh, having me yeah man of course So Zach is uh, from, um, and at the end, we'll plug it again, but Zach is from uh, Zach Drives Fast,
1: um, which I'm guessing you drive fast. (laughs) It's kind of a long story behind the name. I needed some, I had a video (laughs) ready to go and I needed a username and I couldn't think of anything. So that's how that came about.
0: Right. (laughs)
1: Okay. Well, I I need to work. To the speed limit.
0: Okay. So you don't drive fast. Not usually. (laughs) Yeah, it couldn't be Zach. Doesn't drive fast. So. No, Zach shows up with cold food. <laughs> um, so I, I want to after I ask after we get a little background, I want to talk to you about how quick your channel grew too. But first, um, why don't you give us a little background, like uh, pre gig economy, how and when you came into the gig economy, which apps you're using, a little bit about Zach. You sure? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm a hundred percent
1: sure. Okay. So I have always worked with people. I've always done uh, customer service kind of jobs and the, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Uh, The W two brought on a supervisor that I was just not fond of. And this was right when all of the lockdowns were starting. And uh, so I'm like, okay, well I'm, I'm barely making ends meet like as it is. Uh, I hate this supervisor, so I am going to find something else. And so I started driving, and I'm like, "Holy crap! I'm making twice what I'm making uh, with the W two job." Um, driving delivery, not rideshare. Correct. Doing delivery. Yeah. So okay. I started out with DoorDash, and then I went to Grubhub, and then Uber Eats, I believe. So. I really just kind of enjoyed that. So I started kind of cutting my hours back and, uh, and here I am now.
0: Yeah. So which apps, what was the first app and which apps have, even if you've already, not, if you, even if you've used them and you've already moved on?
1: Yeah. So I, so years back, this is prior to anything I just said, I did Instacart. Uh, didn't like it. So, hence why I don't make Instacart content. Me neither. Uh, Yeah. So, I started with Instacart. (laughs) That was my first taste of it. Uh, And then didn't do anything gig-related for probably three or four years. Mm -hmm. I started on DoorDash as far as uh, food delivery went. And then it was Grubhub and then uh, Uber Eats.
0: Okay. And of those DoorDashes you're which how, is there a percentage breakdown or is it you have all the apps on it would be tough to gauge most people can still kind of gauge it but where I, is most of your work coming getting sourced from
1: I, I i'll say i earn most of my money these days on uber eats okay i'm typically running all of them but uh, typically uber eats is the majority of my income
0: and oh and the market you're in
1: too oh uh bellingham washington okay so, okay. So you're up in, um, uh, like you're up in the,
0: in prop 22 part two state. Okay. Timing, we'll, get, yep. we'll get to that. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So Uber eats is your primary. Okay. That's so you're getting, obviously that's based on tips. Correct. You're getting Cause I mean, like most people I know either they, if they say I do, I, uh, I love Uber eats. It's my favorite. I, I already, I, before I even ask them, it's like, oh, because you're getting tips. Because usually if people aren't, it's their like least favorite.
1: Yes. So uh, lately I've been noticing less and less tips, but right. typically, yes, they, they do tend to...
0: Like have- typically, or recently meaning like the last couple months since inflation really started getting crazy? I,
1: I would say if I had to put a date on it, I'd say probably about a month or so um kind of noticed a gradual decline over the past month
0: okay and is it across all the apps though too not just yeah
1: yeah yeah um
0: yeah because i was i've been reading a few i've I've, we've known it was coming for a while some people have said to me that no i don't i don't know but um you know there it it couldn't keep rising forever and i didn't even ever think it would just plateau and stay there has to be a, a rise and a dip for sure you know, and, and I think I think we're if we're not at that dip, we're nearing it a little the, bit. The crazy thing was is it was
1: obvious when it started to happen. It was just like over over the span of two, three weeks, you're like, "Oh, like I made three hundred dollars more last week, like what's going on mm-hmm.
0: well, it was on the day of the cares I mean here let's you know I, I say this a lot, but maybe you know you and I have never had this conversation obviously so um uh like the day of the cares Act in 2020. I mean, mm-hmm. rideshare was down, but it was still you could make money, but delivery was a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, Uber Eats wasn't making anything. Right. Nothing. And even people I knew who did rideshare, who had who put Uber Eats on it, I I'd ask them, like here in Denver, even. So it's my market, so I understand it. I'm like, how are mm-hmm. how are you doing on Uber Eats? And they're like, Oh, I forgot I even signed up for that. And they even have it on. Like, there just weren't orders. Nobody mm-hmm. was doing it. And the only one who really seemed to have it before the pandemic, before like March 28th of 2020, was Grubhub. Grubhub had a waiting list. They onboarded a certain amount of people and then capped the
1: area. They mm-hmm. were doing the things that these apps should do. Well, and not to mention, they were the only one that was profitable for a period of time.
0: Right, because I think part of it was that. And then, of course, Uber, Uber just copies everything, so they it's like corner (laughs) shot. I mean, I mean, and I mean that because they have to almost, you know, they're the all encompassing gig app. Yeah. And so they, you know, of course they're going to have Uber eats and I mean, they think they're going to have flying cars and, and uh, you know, and robots delivering through snow and lidars that work and things like they're so unrealistic in the things that they put out there for PR
1: stunts. But you know, um, if, if Amazon can't figure out how to get the drone thing happening, I'm, Sorry, I'm going to throw it out there now. I don't see robots taking my job anytime soon.
0: And even that, like uh, Gary Middleton um, has two houses. He has one in Florida and he has one in Oklahoma. And right now he's at his house in uh, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And he said just the other day he saw a drone delivery going by. It's probably just a test one. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, did you shoot it down?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Well, did he?
0: (laughs) Uh no.
1: <laughs> I think he was
0: just interested. Like, wow,
1: there goes one. Huh. You know, was it was it an Amazon thing or was it branded? I don't know.
0: Gary, if you can if you want to put in the chat if somehow like you knew what was going how you knew or what you knew or whatever, because I remember you talking about that. While you do that, looks like a couple people have joined us that I'll shout out real quick. What's up, Rodney? Uh what's up, Marissa? How are you? And uh what's up, Mac? And what's up, Robert Reese? Hey Robert, uh Glad you called me yesterday. Thank you for doing that. What's up Mr. Flex? How you doing, bro? Um and hey, Nico, what's up? Uh Let's see. So, okay. Moving to your state <laughs> and the pay up measure um which I'm sure you're familiar with and I'm sure you're familiar with I I'm very I did a very deep 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 dive into AB5 with a bunch of people who really knew their stuff. So, um initially it was going to be prop 22 up in your state. They just wanted the same thing. Correct. And then it got shot down to the point where it was just going to be rideshare and I thought great, you know, you're just cuz really it should it should rideshare should fall under the TLC, the Taxi and Limousine Commission. It should fall under the same regulations. So what they were saying about this was that because you have a passenger in the car, that was the way to distinguish between the food. Because you have a passenger, a person in the car, we can put you under the TLC standards. So they were going to move rideshare to that, whatever it's going to be, 1724 or whatever in your state. In twenty, Starting January 23 is going to be... Um, You know, it's going to be like seventeen twenty four is going to be their their magic number. The problem with these is is um, you know they severely hurt the the country, not just the states they're in, because then we they have to even pull harder from the gig workers elsewhere. Um, We already know it's not a sustainable uh, model to. And if like if there's two big states on board right now, I, I read an article that said four states doing that if they were big states, like if New York, Florida. Washington and California did it. That these companies would immediately have to go to franchise model nationwide, not just in the states they're in, but to pre to pre jump New Jersey and uh, Massachusetts, which are about about to do the same type thing. Um, but what I find really funny is that, or not funny, is that in a lot of these states, like over in uh, Massachusetts, and even up where you are these legislations are coming into place before AB five happens. They're like pre or they're jumping ahead of the law. You know what I mean? They're saying like, hey, before that law is there, we'll just do it. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I understand that in a, in most States constitutions, there is AB five type legislation. It was written in there in the seventies or eighties. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't familiar with it. Um, But that the angle to take that AB five to the next thing because of the labor standards is it's actually in like i, I think it's like over 30 states including some of the right to work states which becomes a bigger problem too because we all know that here here's the timeline i don't i can't give you the times but 85 leads to a prop 22 leads to okay we can't afford to do that because they can't especially when it includes delivery sure um because it's, I'm not sure about your percentage, but on um, on uh, minimum wage, but it's 120% of the market in California. And then it will lead to uh, either one of a few things. The company will go to a franchise model. The company will go to a hiring model, which I highly doubt. Or in some instances, depending on the state, the company may pack up and leave.
1: See, now, I think that the latter would be more realistic, especially for smaller states.
0: Well, even for California. When well, yeah, I mean, if they're going to take... Fi- AB f- but AB5 went into effect of January of 2020. We we, we didn't know the pandemic was going to happen yet. It mm-hmm. was the dumbest law. Most of the people I've interviewed aren't in the get- app-based gig economy. They're in the traditional gig economy. Right. And they're freelance writers, interpreters, musicians, all these things. They are all done. They, their businesses have been ruined, trashed. Millions of people, six-figure earners, their their lives are destroyed because of this junk law. Um, and really, it was supposed to be a net cast over the gig economy, but instead, they decided. You know, the unions are so down that they decided to cast this huge net because what's going to follow with the franchise or employment model? Unions, because right. the unions are the ones backing all of this.
1: Mm-hmm. So I've got some mixed opinions on that. Let's hear them. Okay. So I would like to see some sort of legal protections for gig workers that don't exist. However, when we start talking about unions, that's – and I'm sure as you are very well aware, we can't have unions. They're, it, we're classified as independent contractors. We, we cannot legally form a union with the way that the law is written. Uh, we start to tiptoe into the line of employee and and that's, that is a fine line like to get higher pay and and like benefits. For example, I'm not asking for benefits specifically, but first thing that came to mind. So that's what you're getting. Uh, We would lose a lot of the freedoms that we enjoy as independent contractors. When we start tiptoeing over those lines, so just I don't know, just my two cents.
0: Well, so here's the thing. I mean, this I, I don't I don't let things get political, but they're on this show. But sometimes there's not a way around saying the current administration or things like that. And when I I, I always preface this stuff by saying this because when I say the current administration, I don't want somebody going, "Oh, he's a." or he's a, you know, cause I'm just pointing out some facts. The current administration would like all of these gig companies in the way that they operate to not only change, but to be gone. They want every one of us to be a union worker mm. who pulls a check works, even if it's by schedule, lose our flexibility, which I can't have. I mean, I, I work outside of the app based gig economy too. Mm. You know, so I work for a laser production company out of Miami. I the pandemic has really thrown this into a tailspin, but mm-hmm. I've traveled the globe since '97 working for them. Nice, um, yeah. So I mean, I've I've just got I've got a lot of production experience and stuff too. I, that's when that gets back up and rolling, I can make more money doing that. But then if I have three weeks off and I'm home, well, I yeah, I'm making good money doing the laser stuff, but I would rather work. Two when I'm home instead of just three weeks sitting on my butt. Sure. You know, so the, I mean, no job is going to let me, no, I I don't want a boss anyway, but no, no job's going to let me be a W 2 and say, hey, I'm doing some Elton John shows. I'm going to be gone for nine weeks. Mm -hmm. Actually, right now they might due to the lack of people, but (laughs) I get what you're saying. But that's just a non existent thing. And so they really do want us, they want everybody to be unionized right now.
1: So interestingly, my the, the city I'm that I live in and that I drive in also tried to pass some sort of uh, and, and this is terrible. I, I don't know enough about it, and I'll explain why here in a second. There is a good reason. Uh, some sort of like minimum wage esque sort of thing for uh, gig workers. And you know how when it's an election year, they'll send out like the the voter guides, or at least they do in my state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interestingly. Uh, it, so you have the uh, like the, you know, and, and I'll try to not make it political either. Uh, you have the conservative opinion, and then you have the liberal opinion, mm-hmm. and both of them were saying no, don't do it because they're like they're wanting to do something, but they have no means to achieve it, and we don't think it's legal. So right. uh, I just figured I'd throw that out there, and and I voted against it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will vote again. I'm going to be just honest with you. I mean, like I was a fighter against AB5. I don't live in California, but Mm -hmm. I was very active in that in that fight. I was very active with a lot of the people on the Let's Kill the Pro Act because Mm -hmm. that thing. um, I mean, I say this so much because I need people to hear it. I won't dwell on it. But that thing almost passed. Mm -hmm. Had that passed because it was federal, it was going to overrule all 26 right-to-work states, all of a sudden, right-to-work wasn't going to mean anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was going to mean that, no, now you have to be in a union. And in the PRO Act, there was also some weird language. And we, if if, if if you're not familiar with unions and my stance on it, real quickly, I will say that there's a time and a place. Firemen, police, there are some, you know, even the teacher's union, which is st- it's corrupt, but it's needed. There are some unions that are needed most sure. no i'm from I'm from Michigan. Um, my family grew up uh working Ford Motor, all this stuff, and uh that's different. You know, back in the day, a strike was a strike. like you know, like you couldn't cross a strike line in Detroit. Mm-hmm. like those guys had baseball bats. <laughs> they were hitting them in their hands going, go it's it wasn't good. like you yeah. could be a yeah. shill and just walk past them, and they would just go boo wasn't yeah. like that. They were going to break your bones if you tried to go in, you know, because all these people were like walking out on their job. Wow, tough crowd. So, but, that's, but, that's but that's what a union is. I mean, that's why when you said we can't be here in the gig economy, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, we've, we've proven this. I mean, look at these. And, I, you know, you guys, if any of you have been involved in them or, you know, thought they were good or, you know, you thought you were doing the right thing, look at the strikes that we've had in this country for the gig economy. I mean, it alone has proved that, no, you, you know, no, you cannot, you can't do this. I mean, like, you know, one to 2,000 people and not even like San Francisco and LA are the biggest cities whenever those happen. Sure. And I've, people have asked me, well, you know, they had a big thing out in California and I, I don't. You know, usually in a, in a one-to-one conversation, I'll say to people, was it that big though? Because I'll say in California, the news crew drove by, saw 20 of you guys and didn't even stop because right. the news crew isn't going to stop for 20 people. And I'm not trying to diss on that, but that's all that showed up to pick it. You know,
1: I, I understand in this kind of work, I understand people's frustration. Like we will get walked on all the time if they let us. Yeah. However... When we're talking about doing a strike, realistically, how, how is the word spread? It's spread through YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's spread through, uh, what, uh, Twitter, maybe, if people use that. Uh, it's spread through um, Reddit. There we go. That's what I was looking for. But how mm-hmm. many people in the gig economy are actually looking up gig work online? Like, they go out, they do it, they come home and do something else, so right. the problem is, if you have a tiny fraction, at least the way I see it, you have a tiny fraction of a percentage of people in the gig economy taking place in that. And then you have people right. like myself who do hear about it and who see the other side of it. Like, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these people were, in California, a lot of these people were tricked. I mean, it was, it, Let's let's start with the stats, I guess, real quick. So 85%... Of gig workers in this country are part-time, work 20 hours or less a week. Ooh. Now, there's no way you can survive on that. Even if you're in a market and you're crushing it, it surges what? all 20 hours. You can't live on that. So therefore, they have other income, whether it be another W-2 um, or another freelance job that isn't app-based though, because this isn't based on like just your DoorDash. This is based on all the gigs that you work. So, no matter right. how many gigs you work, 85% of the people work part time. So, I think on that part, you're right. Those people are not coming to YouTube. They have another job. They work part time on the weekends or some nights. They're not coming to YouTube for, you know, wait, I need to learn more about this because this is how I make all of my money. They just make what they make and enjoy it. So, there's 85% just gone right there out of the 1.7 million or whatever that we have or 8 right. million. You know, that's, they're just gone, boom, they're out now. It's, uh, so now we left with the 15% and out of the 15% that are full time, uh, you know, it was like what, one or 2% of that, of that faction was for AB five. And I honestly know how this, I know how the tactics went in that. They went to airport lots where rideshare drivers were and, they were approaching a lot of immigrant rideshare drivers. I've had Vina Dubal on, who was a big push on that. And um, she's a big backer of immigrants. And uh, and in no way am I discarding what she's doing. I just, I don't believe in what the system did. It went in there and it saw people and said, hey, would you like to make more money? I mean, it was that kind of trickery. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well then you need to do this. You need to be 4AB5. That's how you're going to make more money. Nothing will change. You'll be able to sit at home. You'll be able to pick your rides, do whatever you want. And right now in California, that's what they are seeing because Prop 22 it all hasn't been ironed out. It's still being contested as a constitutional violation. Prop 22. Because even when they said to Uber, Hey, it's uh, February 2020, AB5 went into effect last month. Where's Cal the state of California? Where's our money? You know, and, right. and they were and they were like, Oh, we're not obeying prop 22. And the state was like, well, you're gonna. And they're like, well, we're not. Well, and then they gave them that deadline. They said, you need to, to comply by this. And they said, or what, or else you can't operate in the state of California. Lyft and Uber, it came down to that, that deadline. And when it did, they, they literally said, okay, you know what? We'll have it on the November ballot. Prop 22. We'll let you guys have your proposition vote. But in, until then, you get you get to skate free, and then we'll see what happens. Well, it it won by over three million votes in the in the bluest state in the country. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's telling you a lot. People did not want to lose independent. Even people who didn't care about the gig economy were voting. Like, no, dude, you're not taking this away.
1: So, uh, Kevin in the chat just made a very valid point. Uh, he said that there's uh, good and bad with unions, and uh, yeah, I. That I do have to agree with. I, I completely agree with Kevin on that. Uh, if we could achieve some kind of protection without giving up our freedoms, that that I would potentially be in favor of, depending on what the compromise is. But uh, if, you know, it's like I said before, it's a fine line. Uh, but Steve, also, uh, but also,
0: would you would you trust that? I mean, like, so something comes like right now with Prop 22, everybody's like, ooh, you know, here's the thing. Prop 22 was supposed to only affect the gig economy and it was supposed to help rideshare drivers. Now, all of the California rideshare drivers that I know, which is a lot, don't get any Prop 22 money because for every active hour, even in San Francisco where it's 1958 is the minimum mm-hmm. wage and you have to pay 120% of that. Well, let's just call it 20. So it's 24 Most active time for a rideshare driver is going to at least earn you 24 from the platform. It can't include tips. Mm -hmm. However, to include the delivery platforms, I mean, all you can do is two deliveries in an hour. And Mm if, you know, I know the base pay is low, but let's say the base pay, it's it's for DoorDash, it's three bucks in San Francisco. So Mm -hmm. if all you can do is that, that's six. So they're paying you, they have to pay each person that's active time, $18 an hour. Mm -hmm. And they have to, all of these gigs have to take it against the other states. They have to pull it from us because they they literally can't. They don't. They can't make money. We know that, but they they cannot afford this.
1: I, I understand what you're. I understand what you're saying. Uh, I want to turn this back to Seattle for just a moment because I'm sure you know more about this than I do. How are they going to work with that? if if they're going to pay the drivers what was it 1724 yeah something like that yeah something like that 1724 an hour what is to stop that driver from just sitting there decline decline because decline. you have to be active okay
0: i mean you okay. could you could be on the app let's See.
1: and getting and I, mean, now,
0: I, I can't remember what that time is called just your online time but then see, it's, it's it, your active hours that counts
1: see, and i got a problem with that because it now opens up the possible, I guess, defense from DoorDash. So it's probably the wrong word, but basically to come in and say, okay, well, if we have to pay them, then they have to take everything.
0: Except that's, that is the next step. That is the um, next step. And the next step is also that the unions are already starting to work out deals here. I mean, for California, they're already, I mean, they've, they're now moving money from other unions into the state of California again, to show how this will work.
1: And that's why I won't do bill Puff. I I, yeah. I want the ability to say no to absolutely anything I want to say no to.
0: Right. I mean, to me, you know, let's, let's be honest that, you know, okay. So if, if in Seattle they did full transparency, okay, they said, um you know on every app which i i always am a, uh, an advocate for i think this is how it should be because that fits a lot more with the independent contractor thing just show me everything not parts don't play games mm-hmm. just show me everything just show me show me where i'm going how many miles where i'm picking up total amount you're paying me everything yeah Absolutely. i don't need a, i don't need more of a breakdown i don't need games i don't need I don't need hoops to jump through. I don't need to stand on one hand to prove I can and show you this and that. And right. I don't need the crap. I'm, this is a job that, or it's, it's my, it's one of my gigs. I just want to go make my money. So show me everything up front because here's my thing. If, if they did that, all of the, in California, it was $208 million spent by the gig companies, 150 million spent by the state. That's $350 million wasted. We're about to go down that same pipe in a lot of states. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna keep wasting three hundred and fifty million dollars in every state, why not just show the full transparency? If they think that it's because people won't take it, they will. We've seen that when uh-huh. you show the little amounts. Uh huh. I mean, and, people and gonna, even if like you are showing full transparency and there's no tip and it's just a crap order, people are still
1: gonna take it. Part of the thing that I'm screaming about on my channel is you don't have to do that. Don't don't be that person. Right. I, a month ago. But I they'll was,
0: always be there, man.
1: They're, they're always going to be there. Of yeah. course. Of course. And, you know, it boils down to, again, transparency, right? DoorDash and Uber Eats, Grubhub, they, they don't make it clear, in my opinion, that you are not their employee. Like, they, they will they'll make these big red numbers with percentages and pause you and make you think you're in trouble. And as a new driver, you see that and you freak out thinking, oh, crap, I'm going to get called into HR and fired. So there's always going to be somebody to take those orders and not to mention they have such a high turnover rate.
0: That's, and that's the main thing, the churn rate on this. I've talked Mm -hmm. about this with Harry from the rideshare guy a couple of Mm -hmm. times. The churn, he, you know, uh, the last time we talked about it, he said the churn rate is, he said it is what it is since there's no training. There's enough people that'll always take these jobs that he's like, I used to say that too, but we'll be able to churn forever and, I'm now seeing that. I'm thinking, no, we're not. People are, people are, st- I mean, like rideshare is a perfect example. They can't fill enough rideshare people right now in certain markets. I mean, like Harry was of the opinion, and I'm not like co- saying he's wrong. Often, like him and I talk about a lot of things, and he might be right. I might be right, whatever. But on this one, I think he was wrong. I think the churn rate will end. And especially because there's just bad buzz. But the churn rate all- always allowed people to go on and say, Okay, and the other thing that is going on in California, like I'll just take everything. The other thing that's going on in California is the A, the California constitution uh constitutional challenge that that Prop 22 broke the California Constitution so they just want to get rid of it. But the second charge I actually agree with, which is if there if AB5 passed and I don't like it or whatever, but if if the Prop 22 thing is going on that um uh you, that they need to remove the acceptance rate. Like you can't even, not only can, I mean, it doesn't matter. You could be on DoorDash and have a 1% acceptance rate. That's okay. And you're still going to get orders. That's how it works. But they really pushed to have that removed. And I think that was huge. That was the biggest part that I wanted to see happen and it didn't happen. So Mm -hmm. now they're still fighting that. I would like to see that happen because if they have to remove it, even the newbies on the app aren't, because when you're first new, you think you have to take everything, especially when there's a thing that says acceptance rate. All of a sudden, right. you're like, wait a minute, this matters?
1: No, it doesn't, but nobody's no. going to tell you that. Right. Yeah. But it's... Well, go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's it's okay if you go down a
0: rabbit hole. But nonetheless, yeah, it, it's... I mean, it's it's just lying. It's deceiving. It's... You know, it's I, I know that's kind of how they operate, but this one should be taken away. You shouldn't be able to have all these laws going on and not fix one of the biggest problems, which is if we are independent contractors, there isn't such a thing as an acceptance rate.
1: See, and I can stomach I I could stomach the acceptance rate thing if there was just as big font that says you are not required to take this. Your job is not in jeopardy.
0: But even that, unless there's some kind of perk to it that's real not and long-term, and long-term, not something that they pull away every two months, reconstruct, yeah. put it back, because that's another game.
1: I, I understand what you're saying, though. The only purpose for that screen existing is to... Scare. It's a scare tactic. It's a scare tactic and to get orders delivered.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it's it also causes oversaturation. It causes... <laughs> market depletion from your veteran drivers Mm -hmm. that causes people to get off the app because they're like, okay, I'm not getting
1: these good orders anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it's speaking of that uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, DoorDash doubled my market size. And, uh, I noticed that when that happened, of course, the, uh, the little bonus thing that's up top, you know, that went poof. So, uh, my market has been very gray. It's been grayer than the Washington skies in the winter. Uh, so I have to be like watching it like a hawk. And DoorDash is the last app that I want to be paying that much attention to. But right. you know, it's starting to slow down. So, you know, we gotta do what we gotta do, right?
0: Well that okay, so that said, that's I'm gonna jump ahead of question and then come back. Cause I I actually, you know, you've probably seen this going around too, like summer slowdown.
1: It's it's just this yeah, big tag. I did a video on it, actually. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, so I'm 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 in the I'm in a different place with summer slowdown. Summer slowdown does happen in some places. Some places, it means summer rage time. I mean, there are some markets that are dead all winter, and then they have things all summer, and they rage.
1: I had uh, a few people in South Florida telling me, no, man, it's like completely the opposite here.
0: Well, I mean, to be honest, people vacation to Florida. I was just talking about this with, maybe it was John, even, the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, McKellian was uh, that, uh, you know... You go. You can go visit South Florida anytime you want. You can go visit South Florida in the winter, spring, the fall. Yeah. The last time you want to go is the summer. I mean, <laughs> 120 degrees, and yeah, Disney World. Okay. Other than that, some beach towns, but like you're not going to do anything inland. No way. Yeah. I can I mean, imagine. It's, I'm human.
1: Never actually yeah. been. Myself.
0: Yeah, so the laser company that I work for is in Miami. I lived in Miami for two years while I trained with them. So nice. actually, not really. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Sorry if anybody in here is from Miami. I had fun while I was there, but I looked very much forward to leaving. Um, <laughs> being a Michigan-born boy who had already been to Colorado for a year, then took that job, went down there, I came right
1: back to Colorado because I mean, this isn't, this isn't <laughs> me, man. And the nice thing about Colorado, I was in uh, Utah for five years or something like that. Colorado and Utah have four seasons, right? Like you get four seasons in a day. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, That's that's our joke. We don't have here, man. We've got freaking summer and Prozac. (laughs) It's just (laughs) terrible. However, there is something to be said for bad weather and more orders. So, when I before I did gig work, I used to look outside and go, Well, this sucks. This, this is depressing. Now, when I say rain, and I see dollar signs falling out of the sky.
0: Sure. So, yeah. O- Omer's up there too. I know a couple other people that we know in the gig economy who are up there too. And they all seem to do well in the summer. What happens to
1: your market? So, in the summer, yeah, uh, it, it definitely slows down. However, the. Orders come later in the evening. I you can't tell by looking at me, but I live in one of the most physically active uh, cities in the entire country. Uh, like if you were to Google that, like uh, Bellingham would be somewhere in the top ten.
0: And Bellingham uh, is just north of Seattle, right? Uh,
1: I am okay. about twenty miles, fifteen miles from the Canadian border. So, right, right, because-
0: right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe, yeah, okay, was- that's a, str- a longer stretch.
1: But yeah, so I knew it was north of Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. North of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you stay out longer, the orders are definitely there. You just have to be able to adjust your strategy. Right. But if you're going out at two o'clock on a Friday afternoon when it's 75 degrees and sunny, it, forget it. it you're going to think it's a Wednesday. Right. But yeah. But yeah, I just found myself working later last summer.
0: Um, yeah. Mac really is cool. Mac ODD professionals. He's in Portland. And, uh, you know, he's, I mean, I think that maybe you guys get it a little worse, but I think you guys are pretty close in your weather. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, that's kind of the case here too. When it snows, obviously it surges, we do great, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, but yeah, I mean, the the uh, summer. What what about summer in Seattle? Are you are you enough aware of like how that? Because I would think that
1: you know I, that does I've well. Never driven in Seattle myself. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't speak so,
0: to it. I'm just somebody that thinks that summertime isn't slow down unless you live somewhere that people don't want
1: to visit. I think it's more of a timing thing. If if you work smarter mm-hmm. rather than trying to do the same thing. You know, that you did six months ago will be fine in most markets. But yeah, I have to stay out. Uh, what I was going to say a minute ago was I'm in a college town. So there's also the, after the bars close, like it, it starts to get really busy at you know 2am. And right. they get real loose with that credit card.
0: Is, so, is Are there enough restaurants open all night by you? I then? mean, we've got no, but...
1: <laughs> at that point, it's, it's it, it becomes a lot of the fast food and things. So. Yeah, we've got. Um, I don't even think that Denny's is twenty four hours here anymore. I, I could be wrong, but we've got something called uh, Sherry's, which is very similar. Actually, as a matter of fact, it's like right across the street. Um, they're twenty four hours. Uh, we, we've got a few places, so you'll you'll just like all of a sudden see like a line of drivers on a Friday night at you know one thirty two a.m. waiting outside the Sherry's.
0: Right. Um. So okay, well, well, while I'm while I'm down on this spot, since I jumped ahead a little here, uh, so the last week or so we've seen all the articles that the gas supplements are ending. Yeah, I am so happy about that. For me, I thought it's to me who ha- I've been driving rideshare since 2014. I've seen every PR stunt that they have. I know mm-hmm. all the BS, and that's all this was. This didn't help anybody. Um- and it was a waste you know it's just that kind of stuff is bad to put out there and make it look like it's really helping people
1: yeah so uh actually i just put up a video uh like right as we came on and in that video i said um I, i used doordash as an example it's my favorite to talk about uh They use theoretical math. Like theoretically, there is one driver out there somewhere driving this specific year, making model of car exactly forty-seven miles, who will save up to a dollar a gallon on gas. But you know, when they when they start tapping it, but still send us like fifteen miles in one direction, you're right; it doesn't do any good. Right? It's it's something that it's like, oh, here's some peanuts.
0: You know, kind of like Prop Twenty Two. I mean, I hate even John mckelly and if i say prop 22 he'll leave a stream he is like he texts me at sometimes like in the middle of the night i never want to talk at like 3 a.m i never want to talk about prop 22 with you again like i'm like what are you doing
1: it's funny you say that i got a real white message from him last night
0: (laughs) i mean i love john but like i'll wake up the next morning i'm like
1: (laughs) what are you sleeping
0: I honestly think that that's where something like that, if you are going to do something like that, I'm not a big fan of it anyway. I, I, it just kind of sucks for everybody all around, but like Sergio, the rideshare guy, um, um, lead writer for rideshare stories, not delivering and stuff like that. Um, he, you know, he says, and I'm not on this boat, but I understand it. And I actually, he's, you know, he says he feels sorry for the people about the high gas prices, but he's like, bring it because it's causing less drivers.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's ju-
0: it's just an opinion. I'm not saying it's mine. I'm just saying yeah, it. it's an opinion I, I that made me think.
1: Yeah, I understand where he's coming from. Um, the issue is, we're, for me personally, uh, today when I was out driving for lunch, I would say about a fourth of the orders that I was sent were no tip orders, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to take them, and I know that I am not required to, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna sit my ass there and you know, mess around on Instagram or something instead of taking that person their McDonald's for two dollars and seventy five cents. Uh, the thing that really does kind of stick in my craw is, and feel free to disagree with me all you want, but I find it incredibly disrespectful for somebody to, unless they've been living under a rock or just woke up from a coma, they know how much gas is here. It's $5.45 or 50 cents or something at the gas station just up the street. How disrespectful do you have to be to manually go in and enter zero? Now, if people did tip after it'd be a different story. You know, they want to experience the say this, but they don't do that. Right. Like you just get stiff. Like if it's not there to begin with, you just get stiffed. Yep. So, uh, I forget where I was going with that, but, uh, can you tell how I feel about people who don't tip?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we all feel that way. You know, the problem is, is that, let's let's be honest i mean food delivery even in california when it launched wasn't around until whatever it was 2016 2017 but rideshare launched in california in 2010 Mm -hmm. so the travis and the original plan was we will pay the drivers good Mm -hmm. and no you never need to tip our drivers ever that will never change
1: and that was a so they they
0: took they took a um because i've worked in the bar and restaurant industry for 25, 30 years, you know, I've done every job under the sun. I've worked mad hours, but they took a, they basically took a job such as that, you know, same type of thing. You know, you're doing these jobs where we're tip reliant a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they said, don't worry, we're going to pay you so well. You're not going to need those tips. And then, you know, they chained, they got rid of Dara. They brought on or get, got rid of Travis, brought on Dara, and then the food deliveries started and all these and they all start. I mean, we all should have seen that any corporation was going to try and gouge the crap out of, of, of payroll. Cause even in W2 life, people, if you're not familiar, one of the biggest downfalls for most startup businesses, bars, restaurants, any of that kind of stuff is payroll. Payroll can kill you. That's for sure. Um, and the payroll taxes and stuff. So that's why everybody wants to get around this. However, um, You know, like there was this, there was this plan and yes, I'm sure the pay would have gone down even under Travis. However, it instantly went to like, when I started, I was on a 90, 10 split with Lyft and Uber Mm -hmm. or 90, 10 with Lyft, who I started with first in 2014. And then early 2015, when I started with Uber, um, I was on a 85, 15 and I didn't even need to see the breakdowns because I was making so much money. No. Ninety me, ten percent lift, Okay, eighty-five percent me, fifteen Uber. But the okay. thing is, is I didn't even need the breakdowns that now you can go into with rideshare right and see the full trip breakdown, which now comes out to forty to sixty percent that they take mm-hmm. in certain markets. Um, but I didn't even need to see that because I was making as much doing that as I was bartending, and my bartending average that I needed it to be was around fifty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. So. I was making about that any time I turned on the app in 2014, 15, I would make 40 to 50 dollars an hour. No brainer.
1: 50. As excuse me, I thought you said 15 initially. 50. Wow. No,
0: 50. Yeah. Wow. No, I wouldn't have been a bartender for
1: $15. I wasn't
0: an Applebee's bartender. I was a uh, bartender at a three deep bar taking orders over people. and yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, so yeah, 40 to 50 bucks in 2014 15 to do rideshare at any wow. time. Do you like you could turn on in the day and do that? Mm-hmm. It just didn't matter. You That's It fair. was just bank. So you didn't care how it was breaking down. But then when they started, okay, then they said to people, no, we're going to do, this is how much you're paid a mile. This is how much you're paid a minute. Even when they did that, they grandfathered me in with my percentages for like six or eight months. And I was like, oh, sucks for you guys, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. I mean, I felt bad, but I was like, sucks for you guys. But then, of course, what happened? They eventually moved me to that too. You know, like eight months after they started it, they're like, even all you veterans, I think they hoped that a lot of veterans would like kind of go away and then mm. the newbies would all be under that. But yeah. then they were like, okay, you didn't leave. So here's the bad news. Yeah. And it was like, wait, what?
1: Just kind of hope the problem solves itself.
0: You know, and even that was like, you know, let's say it was around a dollar a mile, something a minute. I don't really care about the minute rate and all that stuff. But, um, you know, and now it's down to here in Denver. If you're driving Uber X, it's 55 cents. um A mile now and it's uh 11 cents a minute so it's three and a half cents under the standard uh
1: federal mileage deduction
0: yeah wow i mean so when you were doing your taxes they paid you less than you're able to write off interesting i've even thought dude how is this not illegal (laughs) like yeah I mean you I mean I get it I mean I guess cuz I I've, I've had other jobs ask me to do things and use my own vehicle and then they cut me a check like that so okay it is what it is but um I just I just don't get it I don't get how the federal government's okay doing these 58.5 cent write-offs when they're like well they're only paying them 55 cents right why the heck are we allowing them to write off 58.5
1: yeah, it's like that massive uh child tax credit I get, right? Like yeah. did I spend that much in taxes?
0: Nope. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, well so. I, the last few years things have just been messed up, but um uh yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. I think the I think the gas supplement thing was a joke. I, I don't think that oh, it, of course. I, I don't think it's going down anytime soon either. I'm not sure how much higher it's gonna go right now. I think it'll go higher. I do think it'll go higher, but I think that it's going to be in a pause for a minute because as summer starts, they don't want to jump up another dollar yet because a lot of people travel. But I think around July, I think you're going to see a big jump.
1: See, and I think you're being uh, very admirable for um, giving them a hell of a lot more credit than I would. It's Cause I'm I, sponsored I by oil- Exxon. <laughs> just I'm just kidding. I'm not- <laughs> I see that there's oil companies and they make their money, but um I'm I'm calling 7 bucks uh by the end of the month in my market. And where was
0: and where was your I know you're over five, you're at 5 what 35 you said? five five uh
1: 545 I believe as of today. Okay, so where were you a month or two ago? Oh crap, you would ask me that. Um
0: or, or I, what I, what I, when was the last time you remember it being a dollar less than it is now?
1: About sh- Two months ago, maybe, okay, something like that. Month, uh, month and a half. The the thing is, is I fill up on a reservation, so it's sig- significantly cheaper to begin with. So, I mean, not to you know mislead um, in, in the interest of transparency here, uh, the gas station I'm talking about is up the road, but the one that I fill up in it's like the next city north because it's sixty five cents a gallon cheaper or something. Right. right. Of course, you know, no brainer. Right. But the fuel subsidy it uh, uber did what uh 35 cents uh for food drivers and then um what was it 45 cents for rideshare. uh
0: yeah i was trying to i was actually thinking of the doordash one because i just gone through it with kim's side money yeah and we were laughing at that because it was what was it five dollars for a hundred miles and yeah. like 10 for 15 for, something like that 15 and then for 250 like I mean, it, it was like,
1: dude, this tap. is, come on. Yeah, it would tap. Like,
0: I mean, this, that, to me, that's, I, that's almost, that's insulting. Don't even bother. And the PR stunt, it gives them good PR. And for some reason, their affiliation with cities and all these papers. I mean, I know the papers, people always want to say fake media, fake media. I know there is some fake media. However, I know that some of these are affiliations with these with these newspapers or tv stations where it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna run this ad and we're gonna pay you all this money okay well um yeah we don't really want to run that story again because it's kind of bs and it's 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 polluting our paper and well we'll stop supporting and helping you guys then we'll be done so they it's almost like a forced hand that they have to write a nice story even the papers we like to read
1: Wait, you mean to tell me that DoorDash pulls uh, Underhanded Tactics? Speaking of,
0: um, David Pickerell and I were working on a thing called Autonomy.Jobs. We were trying to help people from April of 2020 to the middle of summer. And then Jeff Tang and uh, and eventually Jimmy, too. The four of us became para. Yeah. And, um, you know, we decided uh, this isn't right. And to the point of it's not right, we're independent contractors. David had been an operations manager for Uber in Las Vegas. So he very much understood the dynamic of the BS. Yeah. And so we were like, this is BS and people need to be able to see this. So we started going and I know, you know, the story, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually in August of last year um, we had, you know, over 200,000 users. Yeah, and out of 1.3 million dashers in the country at that yeah, time that's, that's so that's same. you know when we when we were small they didn't care well i think at that point they're like what is this these people doing so they mm-hmm. cease and desist we gave them a rebuttal back said if they didn't do this this we said we'll take it down we'll take the whole site and app down if you start showing the transparency We have no problem doing that. And our attorney wrote it back as you have one week, because they gave us a week. You have till next Monday at four PM. So we did the same. You have till next Monday at four PM to show complete transparency, or we keep it up. Or we had taken it down. We said, or we put it back up. And so four p 401 PM the next Monday, we put it back up because there was no reply, nothing. And that was the second cease and desist. And at that point, everybody kind of went nuts. And in fact, a lot of users of Para, because my job is driver advocate. So I had to field a lot of angry people. And Mm -hmm. oddly, if you're not familiar, a lot of these people were angry, like at us and me. They Mm -hmm. were like, when is Para going back up? I can't make money without Para. When is this going back? And I'm like going, you know, I mean, like I'm having to stay nice about this. But behind the scenes and like right now with you, I'm like just going nuts. I'm like, are you kidding? Like. Oh, you're the free app that tripled or quadrupled your money went down, and and you're pissed at me, and you want to know yeah. when that free app's going to be back available to you, and and if not, you'll keep calling and yelling at me.
1: I mean, how, how did they make money before? Well, also,
0: and then we then in March we found a way to do it again, where we we even uh, clearly we still talked to our lawyer. Mm-hmm. And there are times the lawyer, like, we're like, we're going to do this now. It's a little bit different. Here's why. And this lawyer that we hired is obviously very expensive in the Bay Area. He's been up against DoorDash before. we oh, so We went. We, that's how we specifically got in touch with one that had done that because he has a, it wasn't just that he had been up against him. He has a working relationship with them. So we were thinking maybe this will save us some money and time of cutting through the BS.
1: Sure.
0: That he'll be able to just go.
1: Less you know, look,
0: yeah. this is what's happening. What are you guys going to do about it? Really don't just mm-hmm. threaten. And he was in that kind of position to do that. So, you know, the second time he said, you guys really need to shut down. So when we went back to him and said, hey, look, at, we've tweaked it. This is going to happen now. He's like, yeah, I don't see anything against what their claim was. Go ahead. And So we, we started moving again. And now, you know, there's Uber. There's, I mean, mm-hmm. we're back up. The DoorDash is back up. Um, Paraworks. Paraworks is becoming my... The project yeah. I really want to be part of because yeah. I don't think forever the tip transparency is what I mean. We already proved it when tip transparency went down, our 200,000 users went to like four <laughs> in like a month because people were like, Well, you're not doing anything anymore. And like everybody was saying, Paris dead, they're dead, they're mm-hmm. done. Well, here we are back, and we're and it's stronger than it ever
1: was. You know, don't get me wrong. The gold star is fantastic. And that has helped me make additional money many times. My favorite feature of it is the flagging customers. That's mine too. Yeah. Like if, if somebody was just a total jerk, I flagged somebody two, three days ago, something like that guy tipped really well, but he was, you know, he was a jerk. Yeah. He didn't need to be. Um, Also the, oh my goodness, the address thing on Uber, Steve. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> that is a big deal. If you know
0: your area, I've had people like, tell me the opposite, too. Like, well, I don't know where that is. I'm like, well, then keep
1: driving some more, and you will. Like, yeah, let me let me tell you how many university dorms that has helped me avoid in one <laughs> week. Like, it, it, that's a big deal. And, uh, you know, ironically, actually, I think it's funny. I was, I, I meant to message this to you, and I forgot. Um, I was on an Uber and uh, I got a DoorDash and so uh, a parent dropped down and it had a, a, a star and it said it was going to be like 16 bucks. But the Uber I was working on was like eight or nine, something like that. So right. for the first time ever, I kicked an Uber in favor of a DoorDash. So, you know, DoorDash can uh, can thank you guys for getting that specific order delivered.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're still, you know, we're always every day wondering, you know, who's going to come and knocking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's why they keep it. That's why Jeff and everybody, why it keeps expanding. Like, that's why David wanted Uber so bad because he's like, then we don't have to just worry about the DoorDash thing. And uh, I'm of the opinion, like, these are great to bring in some users, but let's show them other things. Like, the Paraworks is an unbelievable tool. The merchandising. Yeah. It, it and, and I'm read, I told it used to be Ellie in charge, and now she's moved on to another company, and I told Dave and I said, I want to run with that because I have sales experience, I have a lot of um, customer service like you, and just other things where I, I think I could fit that niche and like help markets grow
1: so are you specifically trying to target larger cities with Paraworks for now
0: yeah, yes okay. but like right now, Paraworks is San Francisco to Sacramento and everything in between oh, wow. and down to Santa Cruz and then up to Sonoma County. If you can imagine that. So you got half
1: of California covered pretty much.
0: No, no, no. Like the oh, Bay area okay. and then like 60 miles South, like 45 miles North. And then like halfway into the state to Sacramento. Oh,
1: Okay. I see what you're saying.
0: So it's like a half moon. Okay. You know, but we have every Safeway, and we have, um, uh buffalo market is one of our so buffalo market has a they do tortillas and other things of that nature and they're one of those at the end of an aisle stands that's like you know it like a standalone it's like you're in the store and it's everything's the type of aisles they have and then it'll be like a wood stand Mm -hmm. there'll be tortillas this that and the other Um, it's got three shelves it's a three by three and so what we do is we pay people if you're doing Instacart, we can supplement your Instacart pay because you can take on a pair of merchandising in that area, be like, okay, I'm doing this Instacart. And then you can see, look on the list of what's available. And like right now, to I mean, let, well, not today because I didn't check, but last Friday when I checked because we, I needed to bring it on the radio show, we had like 912 available offers at Safeways in that mm-hmm. area alone. And what we do is you go in, you do a basic count. How many tortillas? 15. How many of this? You take account on everything, you rearrange it, make it look nice, you take yeah. a picture, we pay you 12 bucks. It takes about five minutes.
1: Yeah, and that's crazy to me. Like, you can literally, like, you could be making money in between gigs like that. It's
0: we, I have had, I have talked to so many people that are stoked that tell me they do Instacart and they were like, my order was the $7 base pay. I had a $5 tip, it was 54 items. It took me an hour 15 to shop and deliver it. But I picked up a pair of merchandising for twelve bucks. We matched the pay of of Instacart for five minutes of your time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: so we made it twenty four dollars to them, which makes them feel like cool. Okay, I made better money, but that shouldn't be the case. It should be a lot more than Instacart's paying you, and
1: you're adding the twelve bucks. So, do you have any ideas yet where you want to go with that next, like state wise,
0: like Washington? Um, yeah, we have in
1: Seattle, aren't you?
0: No, no, uh, okay. in Seattle. No, 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 no I'm, uh, I'm in Denver. No,
1: no, no, I know. I know that.
0: Uh, pair words. Oh, oh, no, no, we're everything's out of the Bay Area.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's all out of San Francisco. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Any plans to bring it? uh
0: Yeah, but well, I- the, the two. So one of the target cities, obviously, is Denver, where I am. They just cause I'm here, they want they think that it would be a good second city. And it and it is. It's Denver is a phenomenal gig worker city. There's a ton of us here. Um, they also we've also looked at Austin. So we're not looking so like if I were to tell you the biggest ones, like obviously people might think New York City. No, it's not because we we see too many problems with legislation and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we've looked at Miami a little too much of a headache to be down there right now with that. So there's reasons why we're not like, and if you're like, Oh, Austin, yeah, that makes sense. But why not Dallas? Dallas doesn't make sense. We have broken this down and said it it might just be too much to chew off right now, you know? Um, so we want to start in more like those type size cities. If it is a big, big city, it'll be probably here. Otherwise it would probably look more like a Boulder, Colorado, not that they would do Boulder and not Denver because we're 30 miles apart. But it would look more like a college town, like a two hundred or two hundred and fifty thousand population city. Okay. Once we move out of there, because we, you know, it, it, we want to get in with one or two vendors and nail it. Because the whole purpose of why these companies like Buffalo Market want to even use per merchandising is they want to get rid of um, territory managers who make eighty grand a year in full benefits and are lazy as can be. Yeah. You know what well, I, mean? I mean? They I'm go fine. in, they talk to the manager of a Safeway for an hour and then they decide they can't do the rest of their route that day. So they'll do it the next day. It, it's a really lazy position that this causes with people when these, in these jobs. So a lot of smaller companies can't afford to pay these people, this kind of fee. They saw the structure of what we had and we're like, geez, that's like 10% of what we spend on this. Yeah. And we're going to get it in real time with pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. reps don't even do that. Yeah. You know, so it was it was a no-brainer, but Who, um whose
1: idea was uh Pairworks initially?
0: Uh David's. Okay. I mean, it was David's because somebody came to him and asked him about it. Merchandising has been around for a while. Merchandising has been around since before the uh before any of the gig apps. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People were doing these kind of jobs of going in taking count and not being part of the store, not working for Cisco or Shamrock or any of the big delivery companies of food, mm-hmm. you know, that were bringing all the major groceries in. So the smaller ones have always had these, but they're starting to see it's worth going to the, to the gig economy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I have one last question, but before I get to it, I want to see uh, cause it looks like there's been a lot of, uh, I just want to scroll through real quick and see if there's any questions in here. If everybody's just having, cause I see Bud Soda posting a bunch and some others. Um, but I don't want to go back. Oh, Hey Hannibal. So that was, Oh, he's not here. He just started a live. <laughs> <laughs> he said he saw my live and so he put it for now. Um, so that's another reason why we're wrapping it up, but I also try and keep it at an hour. So we're, uh, yes, we're yes. right at that hour. But, um, yeah, okay. Some of these are just too old. But yeah, it looks like you guys have had a lot of conversation here. You know how I am about that stuff, and I, I can't wear my glasses. Zach saw me try and do it before. It just shows my screen and I just it looks weird. Um so your experience with para though, before I move into this last question has yeah. been nothing but great or positive.
1: Yeah. Positive for sure. Yeah. And, I, I think people focus too much on just the tip transparency thing, which it still does do.
0: No, I mean, and that's great. But me, from the inside, appear. I just, I know that's not a forever thing. Some other things are going to happen. Even the companies might start showing transparency.
1: I I misspoke earlier. Sorry. The flagging is not my favorite feature. It's, it's a close second. It's actually the, um, the part that tells me if it's an apartment or a house. In my market, I, you know, I I love that. My market is more than half apartments. And if I see, you know, six dollars pop down, not even going to bother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To answer your question. Fantastic. Here,
0: here, here here's, here's, I guess, here's my, uh, here's my last question for you that it's, it's might be a little loaded, but I'm going to try it anyway. Okay. Um, So if, okay, you're doing Uber Eats the most, but, you can choose if it's I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and you can choose if you want it to be DoorDash or Uber Eats. I put DoorDash, but I'm gonna let you choose which one you want it to be. If I if I was able to make you director of operations for DoorDash or Uber Eats today mm-hmm. and you had full reign and freedom to make all the de- decisions. Now, we all know how corporations work. There's a lot more people involved. So getting passage of money and all this kind of stuff and okays signed off. But I'm saying if you had the all power and you were to direct the operations, and here are your two goals, that the company must be profitable in three years. And there would be a bonus structure that if you got there, you'd be doing very well. So it's just very much in your favor to make that happen. But at the same time, driver retention must get higher, um, so that good veteran drivers stay. Churn rate must lower, and and the market oversaturation needs to come to a stop asap. Um, how would you address these?
1: Hmm. Through a lot of me right at the very end there. Um, I think that. Okay, I would, yeah, and I can give you. And I'm that. not, yeah, right. And I'm
0: not saying it would like. I mean, it's obviously you're spitballing it, so it, it, yeah. you know there might be some logistics that aren't going to work. But just
1: so okay, uh, let's go with um, a I call it a five dollars base pay and a one dollar customer tip minimum. Um, the delivery. Wait, which what
0: are we doing? Uber
1: Eats or doing? Uh, let's, let's go Where Does not matter? matter. Okay, There's problems with that. Okay. Um. So a $5 base pay, um, you know, and of course, you know, that's subject to debate, depending on the area, you know, if you're on a bike or something, you know, only going a few blocks in New York, maybe, maybe something different, but for argument's sake, five bucks, a minimum of a $1 customer tip, uh, stop bonusing orders altogether. Um, if, if it doesn't get delivered because the customer didn't tip enough, it didn't get delivered. And, um... You know, I, I, I know what you're going to say there. And, and I, I'm not factoring in the refund part of this into my argument. So,
0: no, you don't. I mean, don't take everything into account. That again, um, there'd be logistical challenges
1: to any changes made. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would stop throwing contract violations at drivers um, for stupid stuff, you know, forgive the term, but I, I wouldn't necessarily assume the driver was the one that did something wrong, especially if if they'd been at it for a while. Um, oh boy, um, you could yeah. I, I think I would try to keep those regions really small like where where it makes sense for six dollars in most markets. yeah if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of you're kind of like going around the transparency word. Like for me, oh, I can
1: find like, tips,
0: right? Well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, but so, like, let me give Uber as an example and see if anything else sparks with you too. But like for me and like Uber rideshare, not Uber Eats, I would say, sh- like I told you before, show me everything. What right. show me everything, and I and yes, that means transparency, but it also means show me everything, show me the map, show me where I'm picking up, show me where I'm dropping off. Because if I see the route even and I, I know my city, I've been doing this long enough, I can look at the time of day and go, No, no I'm not way. doing that. Yeah, and I don't want to be there because that's not where I'm going to get another ride. No, and somebody right. else will take it, so not a problem. I would do that, I would stop paying. Three thousand five hundred dollars to people who onboard and do two hundred and fifty rides in sixty days. Yeah, because every single person I know, I have never known anybody, and this is weird. I've probably talked to over a hundred people who have done these and made the goals. Not one of them has. You know, it's a they say guarantee thirty five hundred dollar guarantee. You do two hundred and fifty rides. Mm-hmm. If you don't make it, we'll pay the difference. I don't know one person that has ever made it and gone over like people usually at like 250 rides, you're at like 1900 bucks. So they owe you for 1600. Yeah. I mean, they end up pay, basically
1: paying the other half. So basically what you're saying is get rid of the, the uh, sign on bonus.
0: Right. And also if they do hit that, the person who referred you gets a bonus. Right. And those can be big. It And it all, it, and it's, it's dynamic. It all varies by how bad, Drivers are needed in a market, Something but else. I but I know people who have who have done rideshare and now they've gone back to like if you haven't drove in over six months, you can use these sign up bonuses. So I know drivers who drove for three years and are right now going, oh my gosh, for thirty five hundred bucks, two hundred fifty rides, I'll do that. They do it and they do and on the two hundred fifty, if they do two hundred fifty one, just to be careful or whatever it is, they go right. one over. Be careful okay, I hit it or I didn't hit it, but they'll pay me the difference. There's my 3,500. Then they call and and it's not even like they just turn the apps off anymore. These are upset drivers. They call and say, yeah, you can turn my account off now. So they're literally milking it knowing I can't, you, I can't make this. You guys know I can't make this. You're counting on the fact that only 15 to 20% of the people even make the 250.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that happens in the food space as well. There's um, a YouTuber that I, I'm not going to, Name who this is, and uh, they're they're not even gig related. So, um, you know, that that is actually relevant to the story. I promise. Uh, during the lockdowns, this person um, made one video of them going out one time doing DoorDash and uh, posted um, their referral code, which is ironic because I don't know that they would qualify for a bonus only going out one time. So this this is somebody who has uh, quite a large following. So you know they were only chasing the bonus. Like they had no intent to continue doing deliveries. So yeah. you know I, I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah.
0: So I mean, I don't know. I I know that was a loaded question, man, but yeah, I also I am also of the opinion that Uber has finally reached their time with Dara. You know, I think it's time for him to go. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are like, well, changing CEOs is a big deal. It takes a lot of money. It does, but you pulled Travis out. Dara's had his chance. He made it big with Expedia, but he crashed and burned with Uber. He didn't do, he has not met any expectations. He has not shown any profitability. The IPO launch was a complete failure. Um, everything he's done has been a failure. And I, here's to, to be honest, because of all the things that happened during the Travis era and how bad Dara did, I honestly believe, and I, I hate to say it this way because I hate to say specifically a gender, but I'm going to say this. I think that because of everything that's happened at Uber, I think that Darren needs to go and a woman needs to be the CEO. Interesting. Okay. Because they had a lot of sex issues, mm-hmm. you know, sexism going on under Travis, um, slapping girls behind, all that kind of stuff was happening. That was. That was part of the boy cult, pul- culture going on there, you know. And it was uh, it needs to go. I think we need somebody who who know. Obviously, you need a strong CEO, but I think they need a woman too. I really do. I think they need a woman to just clean up their image. I could, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think, I mean, if you just if if, if Dara left and another guy came in, I'd just be like, okay, is anything going to be different? Mm-hmm. And even if another girl, if a girl did come in or a woman comes in. I would still be like, "Is anything going to be any different?" But I'd feel a little more hopeful, I think. And I, 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 I never feel like this. I never like say it should be a sex that should take over this job. It's just this one time. Yeah. I think I, this company has done so much that it's kind of needed.
1: That's fair, um, you know. And see, and I'm not coming from the ride, uh, ride share side of this, so I think that you have um, more bias, possibly, to Uber than I do. Uh, with with the exception of the hiding tips and in some markets hiding the uh, pickup and drop off location, yeah, uh, I've had remarkably few problems with them. Yeah, so so you're
0: looking forward to this legislation though coming up to Seattle, even though like it'll it'll be short lived. I mean, like if it was coming to Denver and I did a lot of delivery, I'm going to be honest, I would be like crap because I, I know what's coming down the pipe, but I would take advantage of it.
1: So I mean, it won't affect me. Um,
0: really, I thought they had a a Seattle price and then a rest of the state price. I don't think it's going to affect me. I'm
1: not driving in Seattle,
0: right? But I thought they had a Washington price that was like a couple bucks lower. But then they had the Seattle price that was initially the original legislation for just the rideshare did. It was like all of Washington State's going to get, let's say, fourteen dollars. Seattle's going to get eighteen
1: or whatever. So I know our governor was doing something with strictly rideshare um i'll have to look into that you're,
0: you're, yeah and that deal was all kind of sealed up and i actually said about Inslee, i said i said i'm kind of amazed you know he never does the right thing <laughs> you know he's he's definitely like a goofball like i mean he's just kind of always screwing things up <laughs> like making the worst decisions and when he di- when that happened i was like okay good you should only be doing it for the ride share. and then I'll, i should have figured of course you're going to throw delivery in at the last minute
1: See, and I need to research that. Admittedly, I don't know because the last I heard about Inslee touching anything, it was only for rideshare.
0: Yeah, right. Right. So, well, no, now all I mean, it's out everywhere now that it, it went through. I, I don't know about the whole state, but I know that it went through for the food too. They so pushed that into it.
1: Before we jumped on. And I know about the, you know, the city council thing in Seattle, you know, with, with what they're doing. Yes. But I, I didn't hear any update on, uh, food drivers, it was, I'm, I'm.
0: Oh yeah, it's
1: seventy uh, percent sure. It, it was just for rideshare for the entire state. Huh, Unless yeah. It must change in the past like week or two.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking right now to just see okay. the so the Seattle Council the pay up measure.
1: Um, one thing that I do appreciate with what City Council is doing in Seattle. Is they wanted, they they said something like, well, we'll see if it's lip service, but they said that they wanted to conquer um, bathroom issues, which I haven't experienced in here in Washington, but you know, it's a separate issue and um, deactivations. There we go. We got there. Um, Now, if if they could actually do something about wrongful deactivation, that would be amazing. I I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what Grubhub has been doing with their account violation policies. But it's, do you know anything about that?
0: Like be by deactivation, you mean?
1: Well, kind of like leaving the,
0: like once you get, are you talking about once you get to the restaurant, if you leave the zone to go try and shove in Mm -hmm. another order,
1: not even, yeah, not even though. It's, um, if you show up late to many restaurants, uh, or deliver, uh, late, um, That'll, that'll get to a contract violation. If they have the wrong uh, price when we have to like you know place and pay the order, that'll get to a contract violation. So if they screwed up on the pricing or if they have an outdated menu, we call and order it, swipe the card, we get deactivated basically after three times. Wow. So I, I can't tell you how many comments I've gotten from people saying that they were wrongfully deactivated. And part of the problem with Grubhub is their wait times are so garbage. They will frequently ignore what restaurants put in uh, on the tablet for pickup time and be like, get here now. And it throws everything out of whack. So yeah, the drivers drop them off 20, 30 minutes late, even though, yeah, sorry to hear that, man. Uh, You know, even though actually, matter of fact um, there's, there's a link uh, if I can jump in, uh, I'll try to remember to jump in the chat. After there's a link I'm going to put that I've had a couple people have success with.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Because aud- I mean, a lot of these comments are the ones I'm used to. You know, like pull. You know, like yeah. t- the tip baiting. You, you know, oddly, I don't know what a lot of people who get tip baited, but I have talked to a handful. Um, I do know what happens, but yeah. you know, like Doordash. I hate to get ever give Doordash props, but like honestly, Doordash is is tough to even increase or take away.
1: Yeah. It- for sure. Although uh, I, I just posted a video uh, last night talking about, I've had a few people in my comments say, Hey, I accepted an order for, we'll say eight bucks, and then they deliver it and it was seven. And the first time I was like, Oh, you know, that's interesting. Okay, you know, take a better look at the app next time. Uh, second time, it kind of got my curiosity going. The third time, I'm like, Okay, I'm going to post a video and find out. And a ton of people have run into that problem. Yeah. So, but to your point, yes, tip baiting is not really an issue on DoorDash.
0: No, and you shouldn't, if you tip bait, you shouldn't be able to sleep at night, man. No. Straight no, up. <laughs> like, if not. you don't tip, you should have a problem sleeping. But if you tip bait, you shouldn't be able to sleep the rest of your life.
1: Like, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> you know, if you, if you kidnap someone's cat or something during a delivery, you know, that, that person has every right to get their money back, you know, and the cat. Yeah. Unpopular opinions, perhaps. If you tip bait even once, you should not be allowed to leave a tip ever again. And then let
0: me drop. I it. think I think that I've always said that I think that if you are gonna if you want to remove a tip on all of them, you should have to call in, and a a person should say to you, "Oh yeah, we can remove that tip. No problem. Hold on, let me record this call." Mm-hmm. And even. Don't even tell them whatever those recordings do. Maybe they do nothing. Maybe they're just kept in a database. But I think that would stop people from doing it. the word "record" mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Just puts into people's heads. I don't. Never mind. I don't want to do it. I'll just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: No, I agree. If uh,
0: you know, just put a mechanism in there where they know that's fine. We can pull the tip out, but just so you know, we have to record this conversation. You have to explain why we're we're going to remove it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. since they since they unfairly deactivate just based on somebody wanting a free meal. Right. You know, like at yeah. least like scare those people some.
1: Sure. Yeah, for sure. We have a local delivery service here. Uh, they're like an app-based thing. They're, they're a gig. Um, they're only in a small handful of cities. And I don't know if, you know, I should say their name because of what I'm about to say. But uh, they have a policy where if you stiff the driver... Two or three times, or something, uh, you get banned from a platform. Like they, they just expect you to tip. And these guys are competing and doing fairly well. Uh, they're competing with DoorDash, GrubHub. And, uh, you know, they're they're just a local thing here, and people in my community like to support local business. So uh, the only reason that I haven't given them a shot is because there's something like in their contract or whatever that says you cannot drive for any other company and i'm not about that
0: yeah no um yeah i mean these doordash is just i mean if if i hate to say this because i my job is driver advocate i'm supposed to tell you if you if you were to call me and say i think i want to put pair on sell me i'm going to tell you i don't think you should put it on if you're asking me to sell you you're not ready yeah so that's been like the way I approach that because I'm not looking to sell you. I'm looking to just help answer questions. Like if you call me and say, Hey, I want to do this. I've made, you know, I've thought it through. I want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. what, you know, what do I need to Like, I'll answer your questions or I'll help you understand things, but I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not there to talk you in. I'm supposed to help talk you out of it. <laughs> you know, like don't, don't do it.
1: Do the research on your own, you know, I'm- yeah. Decide what your wrist. Talk but is. My,
0: my thought on especially with Doordash, I won't. Pick, I'll just pick on Doordash since we've kind of been giving them a hard time tonight. Instacart and Doordash, I I, I really don't mind throwing them under the bus anytime. Yeah. So, um, but Doordash, especially, like you know, you if you're not using Para, and I mean, obviously, if it's for pri- if it's just because of worry or something, that's that's I understand. But if you're not using Para, I don't know how you're doing Doordash anymore. Or, like, even at least you know, you got to be using Gary Middleton's app, something you got to be using some kind of tool, or else these DoorDash isn't gonna do it. I mean, DoorDash isn't worth it.
1: I, I wish, and I understand why he probably hasn't, but I wish that they make a duck for uh, iPhone. Right.
0: I, I can never say anything, but I'm gonna. Uh, Gary's been in, uh, he's he's been prototyping this for a while and beta testing it. Okay. He's been, but it's been a, I mean, it's just Gary, you know. It's not I, a whole so.
1: I but I just how locked it is. Down. It
0: is. It's it's not just like it's not just talk either. Like Gary really is beta testing. Duh for. Okay. For, on his on his iOS. Okay. So he you know he has an Android as his main phone, but he has an iOS for testing purposes. So he is trying to to get it there. Nice. Uh, but there's a lot more that you have to meet for criteria with iOS. Um, to get on it's not just it's yeah. not just like he can't program for apple yeah it's that you have to there's a lot more that you have to do and prove and yeah and and you got to have it locked
1: and, or, and not to mention yeah iphones are are so they're not developer friendly well we'll just i've done a lot of i i'm a huge geek i love to program in my spare time yeah. so and i've done a little bit of app development and let me tell you ios is a nightmare to do anything creative with yeah to lock down anyway i digress
0: yeah i mean like you know so here's one like like uh yeah i i agree you know like you I, perfect example don't use parrot because you know what if you know how to do it without parrot you don't need it mm-hmm. i just think it's a strong tool but again i'm not going to sell it but i'm just saying it is a strong tool man like it yeah. it very much helps you. Yeah. If, sure. I mean there's no there's no no love lost because the company ain't gonna help you ever.
1: Steve, I wanna run a uh, completely baseless conspiracy theory past you. Okay. I'm gonna use pair this, So right. um, follow me on this.
0: Yes, we sell your data. No I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, David'll kill me for saying that, but I don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was the middle of the podcast. <laughs> so I'm I'm sure you've heard about this before, how the DoorDash app, if it is not in the foreground, if it's not the app open on your phone that you were staring at, mm-hmm. will frequently say that you missed a delivery. Right. Okay. So yeah. So it'll it'll send you the push notifications that, like, hey, we tried to send you an order, but you didn't respond to it. Um, if it's not like actively open on your phone. Right. So um, I got a problem with that because every time it tells me that I didn't respond to an order parent didn't see it either. So my conspiracy theory is that they're not actually sending orders. They're just pissed off that you have a different app open on your phone at the time.
0: Yeah, it's it's more about the processing for us. I mean, if you can imagine, you know, we're constantly growing what bandwidth and what we can handle. Like we were over 200,000. Oddly, it's not like we're bigger now. We're around about 110,000 active users now. So it's gone down from what it was, but it's still high, but we still have to grow and we have to have um, servers that are able to grow on certain nights. Like we don't need to buy a server as big as my living room. Right. But on on like tuesday we need about like a hundredth of that on a friday we might need a third of that right so we need we need servers that can be like um farmed out and expanded as needed Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how we work and uh so any kind of kinks and things there are little things that slip through the cracks which make it so that yeah that those might happen you know and sometimes you got to restart the dash And there's other things that get kinked up sometimes that's what happens when you try and put a a substitute app into another app
1: so to clarify let me um let me rephrase this what i'm saying is i think that doordash is not actually sending those offers through because if they were because neither doordash doordash didn't tell me that there's an offer
0: right so you've got doordash open you don't see it coming through you didn't see the para drop down and you're like wait a minute that didn't even
1: come through my doordash So my conspiracy, correct. Yeah. So my conspiracy theory, baseless. So for the record, completely baseless conspiracy theory is that DoorDash is just wanting their app to be the one open instead of like Uber Eats, Grubhub, whatever. That's it.
0: So have you never had that happen if you just have DoorDash open, no para? Not once. Um. Yeah, I mean that's you know sometimes you just actually gave me a good question too because I'll take that back because to the team and we get asked stuff like this too and like that exact kink I don't know I'm sure you know Jeff Jeff usually I have to get Jeff's answer first and then go to the team because Jeff's answer is like what you don't think there's going to be issues I mean that's what (laughs) I'm always uh, like uh, of course there is he's like well dude there's problems sometimes there's only there's a there was four of us and now. Mm You know, now there's like 10 of us, but there was four of us forever, Steve. He's like, what do you you expect? He's like, DoorDash has 100,000 people.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's like, there's four of us. My thing is, is it's either, you know, DoorDash screwing something up or... um, Hi, Ellen. Ellen, what's going on?
0: Ellen just Uh, started using Para, by the way.
1: Oh, did she? Today. Or at least she... At
0: least I found out from her today but i don't yes. know how long she's been using it <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, it's about I, time I, ellen you know, it goes back to transparency right like i i with how many games that they've played i just can't believe that they're actually sending an order through or trying to that never made it to my phone
0: yeah i, I mean if it's them. you know if it's a you know i mean i i also know like i'm going to step out of the out of the gig room here for just a quick second say, yeah. I know that sometimes when I have multiple things open an Apple glitch, it'll do something that it never does mm-hmm. because I have a couple other things open. They'll be like, what the heck just happened? And I just figure it to be like, Oh, I've got like four things open. Maybe, you know, it's like one of those. And I, I'm, you know, I can't, I can't say the answer cause I don't know. And that's, that's how I operate. I never do a guesstimate or, you know, I'll, I'll I'll just take when I don't know, I'll take
1: it back to the team.
0: And on That's this it. one, I don't even have an, a good opinion.
1: Like, I know that it happens on Android and iPhone though, so I'm not sure if it's just you know.
0: Yeah, correct. no, I'll I'll absolutely. I mean, I'll absolutely ask David. I mean, okay. and and Jeff, but uh, David David should know about that, um, and Jeff should too. But Jeff, if you've ever watched our like when I have Jeff on. I'm David on a lot, but if you've ever watched the two times or whatever, I've had Jeff on. I talk to Jeff a lot, but when he's on, he's just like, yeah, it's like, hey, Jeff. He's like, what? Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like, can you engage a little? Or sure, (laughs) you know, he's just he's very quiet. Like in be and when he does want to speak, it's like we all shut up because we see him like move to his mic. He'll be like, and we're like, oh, "Oh." and he's like, hey, um, what I think, and we're all like. I'm like what do you think? That's awesome. But uh, yeah. So I will bring that to them because I, that's a good that's a good question. Um, but uh, yeah. I want to thank everybody for coming in. I absolutely want to thank Zach for uh, co-hosting with me, not guesting. And the difference, you guys. Somebody asked me what the difference was. When I have a guest, I'm interviewing the guest. When I'm doing these co-hosting, I come up with some topics and we talk about them. So I'm not interviewing I mean I do a quick little inter, like introduction with the guests like we did tonight but it's more about like having a conversation tonight with Zach instead of diving into Zach and and what he's been through in the gig economy and his background and it's more about like touching on some issues that hit to home and uh um you know and going from there so I really appreciate uh you know you joining me here tonight this was fun uh, and you. Pl- plug your stuff, even though, even though, for whatever reason, and I know he's cool, I know he's cool, but for whatever reason, he came onto YouTube and boom. Yeah, you know, he just exploded, dude.
1: It's been going fairly well. Um, yeah, so I have a channel called Zach Drives Fast. It's all one word and it's Zach spelled correctly with an H. Um, I started uh, just over five months ago. My first video went up on new year's eve of 2020 so yeah just over five months um i have been extremely fortunate to see a a, a very nice amount of growth on my channel and i've met some amazing people so
0: um, yeah I'm i'm not in no way am i saying it's an undeserved thing he has a he has a great channel so, I mean, go check it out, you know, like absolutely. Like I, there's so many channels that I always need to check out. So like, I always get a little bit of fun. Cause like when I have a guest like Zach on, I, the day before I get to actually put some time blocks, aside, like watch his videos for a couple hours or, and just, you don't have to like watch them. I don't have to watch them full through, but I get to watch, just kind of play around for a, a certain time period and watch and take some notes. For sure. You know, and I, I, I do know you're putting out good content, you know, you're fun to watch. You. Um, you know, it's, You know, you start off calm sometimes. I appreciated the, before we started, he asked me, you know, what's the swearing protocol here? And I was like, well, it happens, but you know, I try not to like let it go ballistic, but I know like on your channel, like it doesn't bother me when you're swearing, but I I like how you started off all calm, but things can get rowdy. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of worked up, you know, (laughs) know. that's how I feel too. But sometimes I can't do that. So now I know I can go to your channel to vent I'll just go, you know, okay, I'm mad. I wasn't able to do what I wanted to say, so I'm gonna go check out something on his and get mad about something. Uh
1: (laughs) creator friends who have a like list of hundreds, if not thousands, of words that they don't allow in their comments. Right. I've got like 40. Yeah. Uh, And most of them are political related. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, as long as you're not being like I can I can take trolls, like uh, you know, yep want to hate on me that's fine have that but as long as they're not attacking anybody else in my comments yeah sexist homophobic yeah i don't care what words you use
0: yeah that's why and and any oh by the way anybody listening um i've had people ask me this too and email me this especially some of the audio podcast listeners who have been with me before the channel existed was they say um uh you know i come to the youtube channel sometimes but everybody's a mod in your thing, and I'm like, because I like everybody to be a mod, I'm like, then they can post links, they can share things they because a lot of times I'm not watching that, I'm concentrating on t- talking with you, and a lot of conversations are going on in there, and I like them to be able to do that that like if a troll does come in, these guys got them in like two point two seconds. I got enough mods in there that they're like gone, right. you know like I mean nothing bad goes down, but so I always tell people, just get in the chat a couple times i'll start to notice your name and actually after this after these streams i do go back through the chat and i see if anybody that i that i know or know from around was in there that night and doesn't have a handle because when up when i'm watching on Streamyard right now i don't see if you have a wrench so i don't know if you're a mod or not unless i just know by the like right now the all the names i see i know so they're all mods but a lot, sometimes people come in and they're not a mod, but I know them. So I do go back in and they'll, I can turn you into a mod after the fact. So the next time you come in, but don't ever get like, uh, I don't want to go on there because I'm not a mod. You know, I think some people get a little weirded out by like, God, everybody's like a mod in here. Like, where where am I? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I want all of you to be mods. If you're not a troll, you're a mod. Just yeah. prove to me you're not a troll is I guess what I'm saying, you know, just prove you're not a troll. and You can be a mod.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think my um, "go ahead and attack me" policy in the comments uh, will eventually bite me in the butt when I start doing more. This. But for the time being, um, it, it's it's been okay. Um, uh, pull my gig. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Who wants to be noticed? Oh.
2: Um,
1: yeah. No, are no. <laughs> I'm
0: not gonna. I'm not uh, gonna notice you. <laughs> what's up pull my gig how are you and, and pull my gig by the way um i think you heard this from me but on saturday night when we were doing the pod bean and you were on there uh um the uh the stream cut us off at the end because we were doing all these trivia things we went through like four of them and on the fourth one we were doing like a team thing and like this somebody woke up in ireland and joined in and other people were joining in and like people we didn't know, and this is audio only on Podbean, And, and we right. were doing, we just kind of moved into some like trivia that I was pulling up and we were doing really good. We were on the last one and it just went zap. And I was like, Oh man, we were crushing it on this one too. Like, so I am sorry Poma my gig that happened. Uh, I know you were in there and uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was not my fault. I, you saw my hands were like somewhere good. I didn't, nothing touched. And it seemed to be when Flex left too, so I don't know if he had any effect on that. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, he's an admin to this thing too. It's a side project we do, so uh, it's just it's a new thing. It's it's stepping completely away from uh, the gig economy. And for those interested, it's it's based around um, uh, um, other like conspiracy theories, UFOs, aliens. Um, We we. Yeah, so we we do this audio podcast and everybody can join in. And we yeah. get randoms in there that aren't trolls who just stop by and they're like, "What are you doing in here?" and we tell them and they're like, "Oh, I got a story." And
1: that that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to when I fall asleep at night. Um Yeah. Send me a link to that when you can. I'd, I'd love to check that out. Yep,
0: I will. Um yeah, we're just I mean, it's only we've only done two. And okay. so we're just we're just started it, but uh yeah, I mean, it's fun, man, and you know, we've had we've had so far so good. We haven't really um like broadcasted, that's probably the first real plug I've given it. I know Flex has given it a couple, but um, you know I'm gonna start to because it was a lot of fun the other day. So uh, yeah,
1: so I, I got one really quick funny story, and it was funny to me. Hopefully, it yeah. if, it uh, if we've got time,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: okay. So I was a dealer in a casino for about five years, um, and I had it was one Friday or Saturday night, and I had a uh, particularly um, They were getting loose. Can I, I can say drunk on YouTube. That's not going to trigger it. Uh, yeah, were.
0: You're, you're. I think you're worrying. You're over worrying about. I got you, my say. What say? Whatever you want. No. Let me just put it that way.
1: It adds today for like ever. So I'm, I'm yeah. trying to like watch it. Um, <laughs> so uh, we were having a conversation. Me and the entire table. I don't know if it was like you know a bachelor party or what, but we got on the subject of. Um, it was Bigfoot and UFOs, and we're we're just like talking about okay, who Bigfoot or UFO? Which which one's real? And so you know we went through the entire table, and eventually this uh, I forget if it was an elderly man or an elderly lady, but it was an old old person uh, pulls up to the table, sits down, and I would stop and just stare at them. Bigfoot or UFO? Man, they walked away so fast. <laughs> it was uh?
0: If you're asking me, UFO.
1: I, I agree.
0: I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that something is causing whatever people are seeing and I, I and you know, I, you know, the fuzzy picture, I, I don't think that that's all that's to it, but I'm just not sure that a Sasquatch is what it is or what I'm just not sold that maybe it's just not even, maybe it's an animal that there's many of that we just don't know about.
2: Definitely. But I also know,
0: but I mean, we've also discussed shapeshifting, all kinds of things. So I know that so much is out there that you know that that even could be going on and have partial to do with it. Who knows? But yeah. I am more of the opinion of the UFO. Um, yeah, and you know, we like we 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 chatted about the Dulce base the other night, and uh, you know, we've been jumping into some stuff. So it's 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 fun. I'll send you the link. I will yeah. start to let everybody know the link. Um, I just gotta, I just gotta do it subtly because. I don't want any sponsors I have. Well, I guess I don't care if they want to come join in on a Saturday night. That's an off brand topic. They can, but it gets a little weird, you know,
1: that's, that's okay. <laughs> it is good sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I just, you know, I mean here on this channel, I got to This is my, uh, branded channel for, for rideshare rodeo. So I got to, this, this, this is why we started the other one. So, but, uh, Thank you, Zach. And uh, so, the YouTube channel. Any other uh, socials, or
1: I, I have Instagram. I have a Discord. Other than that, I am not. But I mean, social- the, but where you're looking for people to go?
0: Just the YouTube channel. Uh, mean, you don't really yeah. care about the Instagram, or do you? That's or
1: um, yeah, just Zach drives fast. Okay. So if, if you are not opposed to hearing some naughty words,
0: all right, guys. Well. I think that that was that was cool. I'm I'm digging this co-hosting thing. Um, it's kind of fun to swap it up too. Uh, I really love having Lou and Miriam. But that was fun with Zach, and each week's going to be a little bit different. So it's going to be an adventure for me as well. Thank you for taking it with me, and uh, I do want to give another shout out to our our new sponsor, Solo. Uh, worksolo.com. Stay tuned. I will have an affiliate link and I will have more information. We will be talking about this more over the upcoming months. And uh, I'm really looking forward to working with these guys. You know how I am. I only like to work with companies that do good for the gig workers or platforms that pay the best to the gig workers. Transparency. Well, this is kind of an all-in-one win-win-win hat trick for me because... They do all this stuff and make sure you are paid correctly. We'll get into it more. I also want to give major props and a shout out to Middleton Tech, Maximo app, and the driver utility helper. And Flex Alert if you do Amazon Flex. But we will get into those more on Thursday. Okay, guys. um, That's a wrap for the week. And uh, we will be doing the roundtable on Thursday night. And uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you all there. And until then, go out there and spin some good into this crazy world. And we'll see you back here next time on Rodeo.
2: i e